But even now, I just kind of think, wow, how did I get from Grandma showing me how to make the Christmas pudding for the family because she didn't want to do it anymore to this? And um, yeah, it's pretty amazing. This is The Producers. I'm Anthony Huckstep. It might be hot down under, but Christmas pudding is still a key feature for so many when the festive season arrives. And there are few better than Pud for All Seasons, owned by Karen Kelly, who started it all with her grandmother's secret recipe. So we've been going, this is our 22nd Christmas coming up. Um, And obviously we make puddings. Um, We do four different flavours of puddings. We started with my grandmother's recipe. Um, And it all started by an accident, really. Somebody, I was home after having had my first child on maternity leave and a friend was running a fundraiser for a Christmas um, function. So she said, you're creative. Can you come and have a a stall at my market, do something Christmassy? And my grandma had just been up teaching me how to make family Christmas pudding. So I said, yeah, I'll do puddings. And um, then on that day, it absolutely hailed and it was terrible weather in November. And I thought, well, I'm never, ever doing this again. And um, 22 years later, I'm still doing it. (laughs) Karen confesses she didn't like Christmas pudding growing up, but it played a big role in her life. Eating them at Grandma's Christmas lunches. Uh, I only used to eat it to get the money because Grandma used to put the threepences and sixpences in it. And I never really liked it, but I used to eat it just to get the money and Grandpa would cash in the threepences and sixpences for 20 cents and 50 cents. We used to always have big, big, family Christmases around at Grandma's house with lots and lots of food and Mum was a great cook. Grandma was a great cook. Growing up, Mum used to throw a lot of uh, dinner parties. Dad was on the council and they used to have a lot of dinner parties at home and I have very fond memories of getting up and eating the dessert the next morning for breakfast. Probably not a good thing to do or get into the habit of, but it was pretty good. Um, We used to also belong, we were quite a big tennis family. We used to have tennis dances uh, where my mum and grandma would do a lot of the catering for those and we get to take home all the leftover sandwiches and toast them the next day for, for lunch. After the success of the market experience, Karen got busy starting the business in her home kitchen. We started at home and we, we had some big pots made to go on top of our stove tops. I had started with a friend. Um, and... The wood in our kitchen, in my kitchen, started, we were cooking them all in my kitchen, the wood in my kitchen started to swell because we had a wooden kitchen so all the cupboards weren't opening, the windows weren't opening. And that's when we thought it was time to move and also telling my grandma how we'd made 80 puddings and she was absolutely astounded at that number of puddings being made. And, yeah, and now she would um, be absolutely amazed at where we've come, I, I guess. Now we start cooking in February so that we have a stockpile to have enough for Christmas. So we're, we're cooking, um, you know, 50, 55,000 puddings a year now compared to the 80 that we started with. As Karen explains, there are some vital things to get right when making the perfect pudding. So obviously ingredients play a big part. And I think the spice mix is a very big part of a traditional plum pudding to get the spices right. Um, and also uh, the steaming of the puddings. Like it's, they can't be too soggy, they can't be too dry, they've got to be just right. 
it's, they microwave very well. You can just pop it in the microwave or you can boil it the old-fashioned way in the pudding bowl in the water halfway up the side on, the, on top of the stove. Um, and then, yeah, best served with either homemade custard or one of our sauces. There are few products on the planet that are relied upon as much as Christmas pudding, so things can get rather busy as the festive season approaches. It's a pretty stressful eight weeks in the lead up to Christmas um, because, you know, we've kind of got to get the puddings out as quick as we can because everybody leaves it till the last minute. Um, and often we're reliant upon couriers who aren't always that reliable, so it does get quite stressful closer to Christmas we get. So, yeah, on that last cook, which is usually the week leading up to Christmas, um, yeah, we usually shut that oven door and say that's the last cook for the year. After learning the art of a great pudding, Karen developed a taste for it and it shows in her product. As I said, I never used to like it, but now I actually really do enjoy the traditional plum pudding. We, we made the chocolate and orange flavour for people that didn't like plum pudding. It's, it's still got the fruit in it, but it's um, we call that our convert pudding because people who don't normally like pudding will often like that. So I actually made that one for me 20 years ago, but now I've really developed a, a taste for the plum pudding. Even with production levels at an all-time high, Karen is still dumbfounded how she went from trying her grandmother's recipe to one of Australia's most popular puddings. I just love the feedback that we get from them and we offer a taste in the farmer's market and, yeah, just the response that we get is... It still amazes me to this day that people love it so much. Even now, I just kind of think, wow, how did I get from... Grandma showing me how to make the Christmas pudding for the family because she didn't want to do it anymore to this. And, um, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Karen and her team's hard work has paid dividends for so many families looking to cook less, but for something extra special during the festive season. This is The Producers, a Deep in the Weeds production. I'm Anthony Huckstep. Stay tuned as we share the stories of producers, farmers, makers and growers, the true lifeblood of the food industry. Follow us on Instagram at Producers Podcast or email us at producerspodcast at deepintheweeds.com.au.